0: Welcome to the Keyscast, the official podcast of Keesler Air Force Base. Each month or so, we'll bring you interesting interviews with people around Keesler about topics that are relevant to you. On this month's episode, Tech Sergeant Ryan Crane interviews Major General Patrick C. Higby, the Director, Cyberspace Strategy and Policy, office of the Secretary of the Air Force, while he was visiting base recently. General Higby discusses the state and future of the cyberspace career field.
1: I am Tech Sergeant Ryan Crane with the 81st Training Wing Public Affairs. Today I have with me Major General Patrick Higby. He is the Director of Cyberspace Strategy and Policy Office of Information Dominance and Chief Information Officer, Office Secretary of the Air Force. Now, sir, that is a very long duty title. What does that mean in your own words?
0: So Sergeant Crane, as you know, in the Pentagon, we pride ourselves on our lofty duty titles that really, the short version of that is I'm the director of cyber strategy and policy for the Air Force. And a part of my portfolio is the functional management of our what we call our cyber tribe. So those are not only officer enlisted, but also our civilian across the total force and making the appropriate uh, policy decisions to do the talent management for that uh, cyber tribe to move us forward uh, on the path that we're on. Uh, you've heard the news, it's all about multi-domain operations, and cyber, obviously, is a big part of
1: that. Perfect, thank you. Th- thank you for that clarification. Obviously, it's a, you kind of look at these details and you're like, what do they actually do there? So it's nice to actually hear it from the person who does that. Great, so uh, uh, this week you're here at Keesler, you're here for the Career Field Manager Conference here. Uh, that's where we kind of get together all of our Career Field Managers for the AFSCs, the specialty codes that are taught here at Keesler. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about what that is and, and why you're here for that?
0: So I'm here mainly because ha- about half of Keesler's production is in the cyber uh, career field. So we have our 3Ds, 3D1, 3DO. We have our 1Bravo 4s, and then, of course, our 17Ds that are all coming through Kiesler, uh for their tech training. The huge opportunity right now is there, there's a number of initiatives that have been worked on. Uh, they're being worked on today. But you know, again, a lot of this started uh, in the past, even while I was stationed here. Uh, and had the privilege to lead the wing forward. Uh, things like flip the classroom, blended learning, the continuum of learning, and then figuring out how to mainstream that in the Air Force. The, uh, the good news is on the cyber side, we're, we're probably a little bit ahead. Now, there's other career fields that, that have figured out blended learning. For example, the, one of the first blended learning courses was the uh, FM officers course. Uh, that became a blended learning course uh, back in 2013, 2014 timeframe uh we did a couple iterations of it we learned a lot of lessons we weren't afraid to fail uh, we learned those lessons put that back into the newer version of the course and now it seems to be doing very well so we're trying to use that example now uh, across the plethora of different uh, career fields that uh, keisler produces airmen for in the air force a lot of those fall under my portfolio because they have cyber in them But as as you know, uh, most things we do in the Air Force nowadays are somehow enabled by the cyberspace domain. So there's very few career fields that can really say that they're static in terms of their course content, because again, technology is changing faster than we can speak.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of people would say that Keesler is really the home of cyberspace and kind of where where cyberspace in the Air Force starts. Uh, Can you kind of tell me about the future of cyber you know from your perspective and kind of how important is that domain going to be to the Air Force uh, next year, 10 years, 20 years?
0: So our uh, the the Air Force uh, cyberspace journey I would say is still relatively new now certainly we had uh, we did not call them cyberspace operators uh, back in the day but they they were doing many of the same kinds of things uh, that, that we're talking about today in, in operationally relevant terms so Uh, Doing things like exploiting the adversary that's trying to thwart our ability to do our Air Force five core missions. Uh, Things like finding a way to allow cyberspace and non-kinetic effects, in many cases, to enhance those five core missions. Uh, Our Air Force has a long history of doing that. Our Air Force was born out of innovation. And a lot of that innovation, of course, is happening in the commercial sector, in the IT, information technology areas. When you think of the big companies that we think of as the IT giants, a lot of that stuff is also happening in the Air Force, though it's perhaps not not as well known. But um, certainly when we talk about multi-domain operations, where our chief and our secretary have told us we need to go to to create leaders and and senior non-commissioned officers and GS civilians that can think in a multi-domain operationally relevant sense, so across airspace and cyberspace, And not just being an expert in one of those. And the Air Force is on a journey in that regard. It's not anywhere where where we can announce, hey, we've arrived. It will be a continuous journey. And certainly the the cyberspace piece of that uh,
1: from a training perspective is centered here on Keesler Air Force Base. So a lot of people would say that Keesler is really the home of cyberspace and kind of where where cyberspace in the Air Force starts. Uh, Can you kind of tell me about the future of cyber you know from your perspective and kind of how important is that domain going to be to the air force uh next year 10 years 20 years
0: so our uh the the air force uh cyberspace journey i would say is still relatively new now certainly we had uh we did not call them cyberspace operators uh back in the day but they they were doing many of the same kinds of things uh that that we're talking about today in in operationally relevant terms so Uh, Doing things like exploiting the adversary that's trying to thwart our ability to do our Air Force five core missions. Uh, Things like finding a way to allow cyberspace and non-kinetic effects in many cases to enhance those five core missions. Uh, Our Air Force has a long history of doing that. Our Air Force was born out of innovation. And a lot of that innovation, of course, is happening in the commercial sector, in the IT information technology areas. When you think about the big companies that we think of as the IT giants, a lot of that stuff is also happening in the Air Force, though it's perhaps not not as well known. But um, certainly when we talk about multi-domain operations, where our chief and our secretary have told us we need to go to to create leaders and and senior non-commissioned officers and GS civilians that can think in a multi-domain, operationally relevant sense, so across airspace and cyberspace, and not just being an expert in one of those and the air force is on a journey in that regard it's not anywhere where, where we can announce hey we've arrived it will be a continuous journey and certainly the the cyberspace piece of that uh, from a training perspective is centered here on
1: keesler air force base so that's a great lead-in uh, you know for those who don't know uh, general higby was the previous wing commander here just to, just one assignment ago uh, you know, you have a unique perspective. You know, having been at Keesler, seeing this training firsthand for so many years, now up at the Pentagon, what what do you see as Keesler's role in the cyberspace domain and in the future of cyberspace for the Air Force? So again, Keesler's
0: mission is is uh, primarily a, a training base. Uh, I'm talking now the eighty-first Training Wing. Certainly, we have uh, partner units here, like the four hundred third Wing, that has some. Uh, very important operational missions. But the 81st Training Wing uh, focuses on training and producing operationally relevant airmen that can uh, get into our operational Air Force uh, more quickly and and with more um, training and and savvy and ability to handle unforeseen circumstances. That's what uh, Kiesler and the 81st Training Wing is trying to produce for the Air Force. So why, why is Kiesler important in that? Again, all of our cyber training pipelines are centered here on Kiesler for initial skills training. And then even our cross-flow AFSC, the 1 Bravo 4 uh, cyber warfare operations, uh, that pipeline is here at Keesler. The demand for those uh, airmen to be in our operational Air Force is continuing to grow asymptotically. Uh, I I get concerned sometimes with the appetite that is out there. Uh, But ultimately, that is the message, should be the message um, to Keesler Air Force Base and ATC that the the demand is extraordinarily high. And now we're trying to figure out, and that's why we've brought the career field managers together here. We're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get that young American that, that was willing to step forward and say, I am willing to put my own personal desires on the back burner, and I want to serve my country the greater good. I want to support and defend the Constitution. Get that young American trained and operationally relevant as quickly as possible. Get them into the operational Air Force so they can start doing those five core missions that our great Air Force does.
1: Great. And, you know, I think that's, uh, you kind of touched on something that reminded me. Uh, I believe the, the one before uh, Career Field Manager Chief just did a, an AMA on Reddit asking, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the, the career field and lots of good questions out there from the career field and from people interested in the career right. field. Uh, you know, I think that's that's a very innovative thing that I, I really enjoy when, when senior leaders go directly to the airmen and, and get, get that conversation direct from them. Uh, is this kind of like uh, something that you think we'll see more from senior leaders, but also... Uh, you know, as a way to just make information more readily available for airmen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not just the information and the, the Ask Me Anything the uh, the AMA uh, form that you talked about. That wasn't just open to airmen. That was open to the public. So anyone can jump in. So so uh, you know, a young sixteen year old that might be uh, interested in Cyber Patriot or involved in a junior ROTC or Civil Air Patrol unit doing Cyber Patriot. And now they're sort of ready to start thinking about, okay, what, what's next for me? How can I put these skills that I'm learning, very basic skills in some sense, but in other senses, very advanced skills. How can I now put these into play and, and contribute something to the United States of America and to our constitution? And so that's why you know, ha- having those kind of public engagements is critically important. And then the, the other aspect of that is, is making the, the training material, the content available to our airmen. And that's part of what this CFM, the uh, Career Field Manager Summit, is all about, is figuring out how to do that continuum of learning, uh, modularize the courses. So if you do have a young American that has a lot of experience, perhaps through something like Cyber Patriot, we don't need to start them at, at ground level zero. Uh, they can maybe start in the middle or near the end somewhere, and then we have to figure out, OK, what's the incentive that we can give them to finish their training more quickly, to get out into their operational unit and start contributing to the fight.
1: So that's a, that's a great segue into, obviously one of uh, AETC's top priorities is, is how we're kind of shifting training these days. Continuum of learning, flip the classroom. How can we innovate in the classroom and deliver training in a more effective way? Uh, not only is this, you know, effective with just what we have at Keesler, how do you see Continuum of learning in, in those types of learning environments changing training across the earth? So again, what
0: uh, a lot of what the 81st Training Group and 81st Training Wing is doing here at Keesler, it will will very easily translate to Goodfellow or Shepard or Lackland. Uh, there's tech training happening in, in all of those places as well. On our flying uh, flying training sites, same thing. There there are a lot of opportunities for uh, e- either a, a virtual reality setting, augmented reality, augmented intelligence. All of those dynamics come into play. So again, in, in our uh, pilot pipelines, for example, there, there are things that, that are being explored right now and put into place to figure out, okay, how can we create a, a, a operationally relevant pilot more quickly? Ultimately, that's what the Air Force needs. Um, the, the times, you know, we, we used to have the luxury when we were, were twice the size. the Air Force that I joined, Uh, in 1989 when I came on active duty, the number of active duty airmen in the Air Force was twice what we have today. And so so those long industrial training pipelines, they were okay for that time. They are not okay today. We are half the size and perhaps double the demand in in terms of operational tempo. So the challenge becomes, how do you get airmen to the field, to the operational Air Force more quickly, but make sure that they don't fail? Now, will we be able to teach every airman every situation that they're going to encounter in their career? Absolutely not. That's why the continuum of learning and having those modules and that content available to where when, for your first operational assignment, you might need to learn about x. Okay, We teach you that. You go, you do x in your first job. You might encounter some circumstances that are y or z, but in general, you're good at x and, you've, and you're confident enough to handle the y or z stuff. Your next assignment, you might go to a job where you have to know Z. So we need to have a, a mission qualification training or something like that that allows us to have the confidence of putting you in a situation that might be new to you, but we're giving you the training so that you can be effective and ultimately win against an adversary that has upped their game quite a bit over the last decade.
1: Great. Uh, I mean, I think that's a great summary of, of why continual learning is so important to the Air Force right now. So we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit, a little bit more lighthearted. You know, this is uh, this. You're, you're now back at Keesler Air Force Base, your old stomping grounds as a wing commander. How does it kind of feel to be back here uh, after being away for uh, for a few years?
0: So I, I can tell you, I've I've loved the the community here. Obviously, when I was here, uh, that that community spirit is still here. Uh, my visit, really, if if you think about it, it's, it's a fine balance between uh, spending time with the, the training group cadre. That's who our uh, career field managers are teamed up with down the hall right now and working through, you know, how do we roll out continuum of learning, blended classroom, uh, online content, uh, virtual classroom. How do we roll all that out and, and make it viable for all of our career fields? So I'm spending time with that group. I'll call that the cadre. I also liked spending time with the students that are here, those young airmen that, uh, you know, they're they're the ones that, Uh, make my heartbeat go up a little bit when I get to talk to them and hear how energized they are and ready to get into the fight. I was privileged to uh, join the undergraduate cyber training graduation uh, yesterday afternoon for class 18002, uh, class of 14 lieutenants that uh, completed undergraduate cyber training. The remarkable thing is eight of them, eight, so over half the class qualified to be eligible for distinguished graduate, which means over eight of them had a 95 or higher academic average and met all the other requirements. Now, quickly, someone will say, oh, that means the, the class is too easy. Not so fast, because normally in a class, you'd have zero, one, or two that met that criteria. So this was a remarkable class of young Americans that's gone out into the operational air force ready to contribute the skills they've learned here. So again, spending time with cadre, spending time with the students, and then third, spending time with the community leaders. Uh, the, the community leaders here continue to be uh, just phenomenal in their outreach, their support for the base. Just yesterday, we um, had a great dinner. Uh, Lieutenant General Peterson, also a former uh, Keysler Wing Commander was there. He was here during uh, Hurricane Katrina. He always has fantastic war stories to tell to inspire us. Uh, again, because we think a lot of the problems that are vexing us today are new. In many cases, when you talk to a gentleman like uh, Lieutenant General Peterson, uh, he reminds us, hey, we've you know, we looked at some of this before, and a lot of the challenges we're facing today aren't that new. So just having that, that community leader engagement, uh, saying, yes, we're behind the wing, we're behind the base, uh, we're concerned about things like encroachment, and so th- those are our advocates. Uh, with um, you know the our elected officials to say hey let's be careful about encroachment on Keesler and let's pay more attention to where you know where we're building gates and entry control points and things like that. So again, between those three groups of people, the, the cadre, which I include the CFMs in that. Uh, the students that are here, and then the community leaders. That's sort of where, where I've been spending my time
1: this week, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. Great. So we're keeping you real busy then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so finally, really, my question is: uh, You talked about, you know, one of your favorite things is is being with the airmen and talking with the airmen. Uh, these these airmen, you know, they follow Facebook, they follow the videos. They, they're very informed. You know. What would you say to these airmen who are just coming through the pipeline initially, you know, not only about the cyber career field, but about the Air Force? What words of wisdom would you like to, to impart? So again, it's, there's no
0: new uh, words of wisdom, really. I, w- I would just say you know, reflect back on your BMT experience and what were you taught. You were taught uh, our core values. You were taught the airman's creed. The challenge now, young airmen, is how do you apply that when you're here at tech training? So is, is tech training somewhere where you go and just sort of check the box? Or is tre- tech training somewhere where you go and you apply a maximum effort uh, in accordance with the core values you learned and the airman's creed you learned? Is tech training an environment where you can apply what our airman's creed says, never leave an airman behind? That doesn't just apply on the battlefield. That applies in a, either a brick and mortar classroom or even a virtual classroom uh, here at uh, Keesler Air Force Base. Again, that example of the UCT class with so many DG eligibles, I bet you that that was a result of leadership within that class and with the instructors remembering, never leave an airman behind. So when, some, when a student was struggling with a particular block that they would have otherwise failed, the, the, the wingmen came in, helped them. The instructors came in, helped them, coaching, mentoring, moving them forward, getting good grades. And then, it, and then later on, that lieutenant will have an opportunity to do the same in a later block that they might be better at to help their fellow students. Ultimately, if you look at how the Air Force fights, we fight as teams, we fight as coalitions, we fight as a joint partner. And you can learn that and apply that right here in the classroom. So I would say to a young airman that's here for tech training, apply those things that you've already learned. There aren't any silver bullets that, that are out there use your core values, use your airman's creed.
1: And, and I guess I, I lot. I do have one kind of follow, a follow-up question that, that, that I thought of that I think uh, that you'd be you know, perfect perfect answer. You talked about, you know, mating these tech school airmen, and they're fired up and ready to get to work. You know, what about those airmen who they've been in for two or three years, they, they sit at, a, at an office job, and they don't really see where they are in the Air Force, what they, what they control. What would you say to those airmen to let them know that, you know, what they do is important, they have an impact on the Air Force every day? What, what is your message to those airmen? I, w- I would say engage with your leadership. So every airman has a
0: supervisor. Some of our airmen are supervisors themselves. If you look at the, the, the last decade of unit climate surveys or uh, quality of life surveys or any similar kind of survey where we ask our airmen in a formal sense, hey, what do you like or not like about the Air Force or the unit you're assigned to? The two leading things are, number one, my relationship with my supervisor, my immediate boss that I interact with day in and day out. How is that relationship? Does my boss care about me? Do I uh, endeavor to make my boss proud and wow them with what I'm doing in terms of the opportunities I've been given for uh, being trained and learning things and now applying that in a way that 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 unit or that work center needs? So that's the, the first important aspect, relationship with the supervisor. The second one is sort of what you alluded to, is does that airman know how they fit into the big picture? Do, does that airman know that even though they might be in the, in the basement of the med group sorting medical files, and, and that would be an easy opportunity to become frustrated or disenfranchised, but all they need is a supervisor or someone in the chain of command to come explain to them, hey, if these files aren't done properly, this is the impact it has on, on a mission. You could potentially uh a pilot, so duties not involving flying. So there might be a pilot in the Hurricane Hunters that's ready to go on a mission, but if something gets messed up in their medical records, suddenly they're grounded and they can't fly. So if that airman knows that what they're doing, even though it seems like a very rudimentary task, if you can explain to that airman why it's important and how it connects to the mission, that is usually one of the biggest factors to get that airman inspired to do better and to to do the best that they can do. Again, it's a maximum effort. We never ask our airmen, hey, you're just here to meet the minimum standards. No, I want you
1: to put a maximum effort into every task that I give you. That's great. Uh, So that really concludes everything I have. Unless there's anything else you'd like to add, any other final words or parting thoughts?
0: No, I'm just, I'm really uh, jazzed to be back here. I'm proud of our Dragons, the 81st Training Wing. Uh, They've done so much. They've moved the ball forward on so many things. It's a, it's a lot of new faces here, uh, obviously. But again, the, the same spirit is here that, that was here when I was here. So I'm encouraged about that. I'm encouraged by the, the path that we're on, especially for our cyber training pipelines. And I do think that that's uh, relevant for the other career field managers that are joining us here this week. And I think the, the future of cyber is strong. I think uh, Keesler will continue to be an epicenter for cyber training for the Air Force and making sure that we, we can begin to thwart our adversaries that are trying to get after us in cyberspace in a big way. And it's airmen from Keesler Air Force Base that are gonna go out in the operational Air Force and make, make the difference for us to defend our cyber assets, to defend our cyberspace against a very aggressive a, a, and a very well-trained and a very savvy adversary, and so we have to figure out how, how do we get the advantage uh, over over those adversaries that are come coming after our stuff, basically.
1: General Higby, it's been great. All right, Sergeant Higby, Crane. Good to see Thank you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank great you chatting with us. you.
0: Yep.